actually, I have some stuff I want to talk with you about, but it's like not at all dating related. <laughs> do you, not like serious stuff, just well, like stuff. I mean, we could do whatever we want. It's our show. <laughs> That's true. It is our show. Speaking of which, let's give, just go ahead and give our intro. Maybe we'll just talk through the rest of this. I mean, it's a podcast. That's all we do. We Maybe this time we'll sing it or rap it. Oh, I had a English teacher in high school whose greatest threat to us was if we kept misbehaving, he would force us to have an entire class where we had to sing our answers to every question. <laughs> I was always kind of That's into amazing. the idea. I was like, this yeah, might be really it. entertaining. Never did. Hello, this is Together Alone, a dating advice podcast by two people who probably shouldn't be giving anyone dating advice. I'm Olivia Forehand, and I'm married. And I am Henry, and I can't carry a tune. And we are singing, and no one wants to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, that's, prob that's probably going to sound real bad, huh? Yeah. I have come to the realization that I really enjoy, uh, like, cyber sleuthing. I'm at the point now where I will just, like, find a, like, just, like, someone private online like last night it was like a youtuber who uh no one's ever seen their face and no one really knows what their name is or anything like that like someone that just keeps themselves separate from their public identity yeah and then just i i spent like three and a half hours last night Finding and them. i got their name their address oh my god pictures of them from an ex-girlfriend um their singular publication from their university that they go to uh like wow. i got everything that's a little scary um and then i had all of it and i was like all right now goodbye well <laughs> like there's no point to it but like i i get so much i realize i get like a, i'm really entertained by it like i find it super satisfying to work on and i've done it a couple times now um and it, like i don't know it's hard to talk about because it sounds kind of it sounds creepy like yeah. that's a creepy it can be a very creepy thing to do uh, and a lot of people who do it do it for the point of doxing, which is like it bad. You do what I just did, but then you release all that information yeah. uh, for like people to do things with. And yeah, that's not great. Like you could ruin that YouTuber. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> well, it probably wouldn't ruin him, but it would make his life a lot worse because people would like, yeah. you know, they'd know where he was and who he was. And yeah, so there's a lot of trolls out there. That really is like a legitimate part of being a private investigator um right well that's what i was thinking about i was like i enjoy this so much and i think people get paid to do this i i, I got like a little over eager after that realization dawned on me yesterday yeah um and ordered like two different books off of amazon that were like specifically for that nice it like dawned on me yesterday like there's plenty of very acceptable context for this yeah that i can be paid for yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you just have to harness your powers for good instead of evil. <laughs> so you want to talk about that text my friend sent me? Yes. Okay. Um, so she was telling me, or asking me rather, um, she says, do you guys get called nearly as many pet names or terms of endearment as women do on dating apps? Half the time I feel like I get called baby or babe by the second message, which I personally think is just weird because obviously I'm not your babe yet. Like, just wait a minute. <laughs> I uh, I had to think about this for a sec. I mm -hmm. do definitely get called lots of names like that. Um, stinky. Babe, baby. I was going to say stinky <laughs> as a joke and you took it from me. So well done you. 
I think that I get those type of nicknames a lot more from guys than from girls though. In fact, I'm not sure if girls on dating apps ever use nicknames for me at all. I don't know. I don't think so. But from guys, it's like very, like within the first two messages, it, it could pop up. That's so bizarre to me. Um, I immediately was just thinking about how men tend to use pet names just sort of in general. Yeah. Um, I cannot tell you how many times I've been called sweetie at work and it's always like old men. Um, is that not, it's actually not always. A lot of the times it's young dudes too. I'm pretty sure some dude called me sugar yesterday, which I'm like not no. okay with. <laughs> but it almost feels like this is a different situation. Yes. Well, it, yeah, it's within the context of a dating app. So you're like flirting with this person. But why do... I find your confusion more confusing than the actual thing we're discussing. I'm not confused. <laughs> I guess... That was a weird statement. I think I'm just... I don't understand why people think that it's okay to be so familiar so quickly. So you don't do this, though. Um, I'll do it a little bit. Okay, um, but like what? Like in what situation or like if i've uh been talking to someone on a, a dating app for like a couple messages i like um well stuff like dude doesn't count but uh like i'll use like bb um which to me feels like a very diet version of like babe or baby yeah if you've already matched with someone on a dating app and you're talking to them there's like this shared understanding that like all right I'm talking to you with the intention of kind of flirting. You're talking to me with the intention of kind of flirting. And we're both sort of evaluating whether we would like to like meet up in real life. Mm -hmm. That's usually yes. the unwritten agreement. Um, and I think for, like anecdotally, I think that a lot of guys in doing that are like, okay, so I'm looking to establish like some shared rapport, mm -hmm. like some type of like sense of like uh, connectedness between us. And so there's like, uh, that, that's like a driving motivation to give out a, a, a like sort of casual nickname. And I think usually when you're doing it, you're trying to do it in such a way that it feels very um, like off the cuff. Like yeah. you're not like really forcing it out there, but apparently that is not good for a lot of people. It's kind of news to me. Um, I didn't think that it was like a big deal exactly. Like if someone, like if, if someone calls you like a cutie, or like a hottie or something like that. Does that, is that weird? I, I, cause I think the whole point is like complimenting each other. Yeah, but I, and to me, that seems like, like a, a compliment in the right context. I think if someone's like, hey, cutie, I'd be like, hi, I'm an adult woman. I'm not yeah, a cutie. Yeah, I don't want to be called that. You can okay. say, you look great in your pictures. You look, you know, you can actually give me a compliment and that's fine. But yeah. in, instead of just being like, hey, babe. Cause that sounds, it feels slimy. Like it feels like in the same territory as like cat calls and stuff. Yeah, it's like overly familiar when you haven't earned it, and like, mm -hmm. and I think maybe part of it too is because women get called honey, sweetie, sugar, whatever all the time, just in daily life. Yeah, it's already it already feels bad to me, at least to right. me. And so maybe some people enjoy it because they think it's flirting, but. It has that same note of like, ugh, like skeezy to me yeah. when it's coming in a text. I yeah. think there are better ways probably to like establish a familiarity than being like, 
hey, baby. Because she's right. right. Like, I'm not your baby. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, we don't have that relationship. You can't just yeah. throw it out there. It feels too... Like, you're making a whole lot of assumptions like about what this... possessive. Yeah. Like, you, you haven't earned the right to call me... That's interesting. ...that name. Um, but I also get, like, p- kind of weird about people just using my own nickname when I don't know them. So... Like, Liv? Yeah. Liv is what friends and family call me and so yeah. if someone i don't know just starts using the live i'm kind of like wait a second you yeah. haven't earned that <laughs> well, i have the same reaction with hen yeah um, it's definitely a friends and family thing and when people outside of that use it it always it it it's striking it's like oh this is what you have elected to use huh yeah that was a choice like what are you let me evaluate this yeah let's see how this goes ha- I'm, I'm not always against it but it's always like i'm going to notice it if you do it and you're not already like within the zone you know right um i think that happened to me when i was working at j crew um this new guy came in it was like his first day and was like hey live and i was like <gasps> oh Okay. like I think I'm okay with it but it just yeah. like really took me off guard yeah well in a lot of contexts that when that moment happens it you can recognize it's like this person is just trying to find like you know they're they're trying to like be friends with yeah, me yeah especially like, and like maybe they maybe they overstepped a little bit but like it's it was good faith like it was a good intention yeah um, it was his first day I'm sure he was just trying to be friendly and honestly yeah. like he was a great co-worker and we ended up like kind of being work buddies what if to like get to someone's nickname you have to like work your way there so you start off with olivia and then you take just like one letter off and it's like livia livia and then after a couple months you take off like the uh and so it's just like livy i guess and then you just keep (laughs) that's what my family working your way down my family called me livy when i was like a kid so that's like worse I'm like, oh, don't call me that. No, 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 no. <laughs> but then when you actually get to the nickname, you have to keep going. You can't stop so it's that just momentum. V. And so then it's it's Lee or it's Eve and then it's just V. And then, <sighs> you know, when you get to the inner sanctum, you just never address them ever again. You just sort of gesture Those are the truest them. friends. Yeah. <laughs> you just, they just know. I, I wonder if um, part of this, um, uh, this sort of separation between you and me uh, on like these nicknames is like guys don't get called names like this yeah generally speaking and so maybe in their minds this is both novel and like a good feeling thing um yeah because like for someone who never really gets called these things to be called that is like at least in my mind it can be like oh this is nice um, yeah like if a if I matched with a girl on Tinder and she was like, "Oh, hey, baby," or something like that, mm-hmm. it wouldn't feel possessive to me. It would feel like like they're genuinely interested, and also they're like a nice person, and they're like trying yeah. to communicate that to me. So it's like whole worlds of meaning different. Like yeah, when you flip it, um, which society? Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. I think it's these. <laughs> that's yeah. It's the societal we get called that all the time and it never feels great. So then it's yeah. happening here and you might mean it in a good way, right? but that's not how it's interpreted. Yeah. So I think like, no doubt there are some dudes that are, when they use these, it, it's definitely coming from like a p- more possessive kind of place. Mm-hmm. But I bet a lot of it is um, misguided in thinking that, you know, it, they would like to hear this. So then she's going to like hearing this. Yeah. But in reality, like it carries all different types of connotations for them. Yeah. 
Okay. I feel like I understand this better okay, now good. than when I went into this question. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I thinking about it, it's like the only time that guys ever get called like honey or baby. I feel it's always like the the waitress at Waffle House. Like <laughs> I literally, I don't know if you remember this, but months and months and months ago, I was at a uh, cafe in New Orleans and the waitress, I can't even remember what she called me. I think she just called me baby mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and I texted you and uh, Brooke and Bailey and I was like, I think I'm in love with this waitress. <laughs> I remember that. Like it, it left such a positive impact on me. And it was literally just like a throwaway nickname from a waitress you know who's just being nice because it's their job yeah you know um there is one woman who comes into the liquor store who calls me honey or i don't i can't even remember what it is that she calls me now but i really i like her she's cool and she's like not that much older than me but for some reason it just like flows so well when she's like oh hey maybe it is sugar like it's something kind of weird that if it was coming from a man i'd be like Right. Nuh-uh. But when she does it, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Hi, thank you. Bye. It's, it's so contextual. Like, yeah. It, yeah. That is very interesting. So I'm glad that maybe I have shi- sh- sh- shown, shined. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be careful not to do that. I have spread the that. word of why this might be a bad thing. Yeah. At least in talking with girls yeah. on Instagram and such, or on, uh, well, I guess Instagram, but on dating apps and such. Yeah. Though I think I'm going to continue using bb and whatever i want with guys because yeah if, if they're again i think it's actually a positive reaction yeah yeah that is interesting that like you get it from dudes too which i th- might show that it's not necessarily like a yeah I, I think it backs up what i what, what i'm like theorizing here i think you're right this is we have broken new ground yeah yeah so i guess be careful who you call baby yeah make sure they're really your baby or they, would they like, like to it. Hear. Yeah, yeah. They would like to hear. I it. think just don't make any assumptions is the biggest. Yeah, that's fair. Is the biggest thing. If you guys have any opinions on this, uh, let us write know. In. Let us know. Yeah. yeah. Are there safe nicknames that you can immediately start with with someone on like a dating app? Slugger. Slugger. <laughs> All right. Sport. Sport. Uh, Chap. Mm. Old Bean. I love that bikini pic in your profile, old bean. <laughs> old sport. I also think sometimes I do, I do this wrong, but in the opposite direction. I think maybe calling a girl dude on a dating app is not always the right thing to do. Yeah. So Matt calls, and I've definitely done that. Matt calls everybody dude, regardless of gender. But I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. <laughs> because I I just I think sort of as a rule I don't like it when gendered terms when people just decide no it means every gender because it's like okay but it didn't like so when you're calling someone a I dude mean, words change yeah but it's usually the people not, that not use that it well no yeah. I, I guess I, it's the people who use it who are, have just decided I don't want to stop using it instead I'm going to decide yeah. that it's meant for everybody because there i feel like there is there is kind of a division like there are a lot of people who don't want to be called dude yeah i mean honestly i don't really mind it myself it's just like one of those weird ones that i would maybe feel out the friendship before you just started calling girls dude 
Yeah, that's fair. I, I've heard stories of people getting upset at being called guys, like you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, that scares the hell out of me because I use guys, guys extremely time. gender neutrally. I do too. Um, I've tried, I've honestly tried to say y'all more, which I I use more in yeah. like written, like text communication that right. I do saying it. Um, yeah. Just because I know people don't like that one all the time. But I guess I'm kind of a hypocrite because that does feel pretty gender neutral to me. And yeah. it's literally not. Um, right. I guess folks is kind of coming up as. Yeah, I have seen a lot more folks lately. And that was always something that even at work, uh, when I worked at the restaurant, they would get on to us about like calling groups of women like, hi, guys, or. Yeah, but, like, don't do that. Yeah. But to me, like, younger people are more OK with it. I get it that like older women wouldn't be OK with it. But then saying like hello ladies sounds like that sounds weird. so bad. Hey gals, like n- no thank you. Folks sounds like a little um withdrawn to me. Like I would I would feel okay using folks with people that I don't really know, but mm-hmm. if I'm like talking to a bunch of my friends and I'm like hey folks, you folks want to head to the pool. I don't know. There's something a little weird to that for me but maybe i'm just not used to using it yeah but also and i guess if they're your friends then you know how they're gonna react yeah you would know if they're okay with guys or not i like friendo it's very neutral i don't really know what it came from but i like it so would it be friend o's or would it be friends o if it was plural you know i've never used it plurally i think it's only a singular word hey friendzo (laughs) i don't think you can pluralize it friendos it'd be friendos but i don't like that I'm going to start calling you guys friendos. I don't know. It, friendos makes it sound like like tendos, like like chicken tendos or something. I oh, I was thinking like a cereal. <laughs> oh, friendos, like Fruit Loops. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheerios. Cheerios, friendos. They're shaped friendos. like little people. Oh, no. But it's actually a horror story, and they are your friends. <gasps> bum, bum, friendos bum. is people. <laughs> Yes. So yeah, let us cool. let us know how you feel about nicknames and weird gendered gender neutral terms. Yeah. Is dudes Do okay? It. Folks. Is guys get at okay? Us. Just start calling everyone you. Hey, you. Use. You. Use. Use. Okay, so for this week, I was poking around through Dear Abby again because those are always just some good conversation starters. You were poking Abby. And then this one is actually Dr. Nerdlove. So the website I go to for these just like has all of these together. So this one reminded me of a bit of what we were talking about last week with that that whole article that was like, these are the things that are don't happen in strong relationships and um we had just very briefly mentioned like jealousy and yeah this question is all about that so i was like let's talk about it um it's thank you for that thorough explanation you are welcome it's kind of long so i'm not going to read the whole thing but basically this guy has been in a long distance relationship with his girlfriend for almost two years and she's always had some dude friends like for years and years and years before she even knew this guy and basically ever since he started dating her he's been uncomfortable with the fact that she has like guy friends and like told her that she 
her hanging out with them so much like made him uncomfortable and she actually like kind of pulled back on it like didn't hang out with them so often but now that there's so much like quarantine i guess she's doing more stuff with these dudes and the like jealousy monsters coming again and i do i'm giving the guy credit for being aware that like he does say like this is obviously an issue on my side um yeah but he said that it's like really weighing on him like he thinks about how she's with these guys all the time and is like afraid that she's cheating um yeah and so i kind of wanted to talk about how to get a handle on your jealousy because that can be something that's really hard like even if you know it's there it can be hard to then shut it down you know right like this person is clearly aware that this is a problem on their side but just having that like logical knowledge doesn't defeat the like emotional response right. that they're feeling right. right off the bat what i want to tell you is that um i haven't dealt with a lot of strong feelings of jealousy in my life mm-hmm. um so i don't have a lot of like background or anecdotal experience to pull from um a lot of my encounters with jealousy have been like as a third party seeing it being an issue between other people uh partners that i'm friends with yeah so for me i really don't have i've never had that really any instances surrounding a relation like a romantic relationship where i mean okay with matt that um i felt a lot of jealousy like we've always been cool with each other having friends and like none of us have ever i mean i guess you are my only like close guy friend but matt's always been like super chill and like knows that we're literally just friends um yeah and i've never he's never really had anyone that he's like hung out with so much or whatever but i mean i've definitely dealt with jealousy issues surrounding like friends where i'm getting left out of stuff and it's only because like i'm not right there at the time that they decide to go do a thing or whatever oh okay yeah but then i I feel like i'm being left out and i think (laughs) yeah i mean that was definitely hard to deal with because i would like try to bring it up but it would be like well no you're overreacting and i'm like i know i'm overreacting but like how do i stop overreacting yeah i knew i felt like what i was saying wasn't quite right and i think that's why it wasn't quite right i do definitely feel jealous in those situations where i find out that like close friends have done social things Mm -hmm. that i could have been a part of but wasn't and it's it's never like an act against you and you know that but it still it hurts yeah well and that's kind of what dr nerdlove says is kind of at the root of this and i think so it applies to both situations when you're like the jealousy is because you feel like they're getting closer and you're getting left out and then eventually they're not going to like need you anymore And so I think that could kind of apply to like a friend and a relationship situation. My jealousy, the way that it feels in in those situations is feels much more like it's like I'm just mad that I missed out. (laughs) Like I just wanted to have a good time. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I Yeah. I, I think maybe that's sort of a dividing line between like social jealousy and like relationship jealousy. Relationship jealousy is very oriented around like feeling that this person may be like there's like distance growing between you as opposed to like growing closer together. Whereas uh, with like social stuff often it's just like, uh, I don't know, I guess, yeah, I guess you could interpret it partially as like, oh, maybe I'm not as good friends as I thought I was. Mm -hmm. But then there's also just an element of like, well, dang, 
I was just sitting around at home. Like I could have done this yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I could have been there with you. <laughs> just a, a more practical sort of reaction. I have some suggestions and I think they're all silly. Okay. Um, I love it. <laughs> so you talking to me about how like I'm one of your like close guy friends um, and like that's never bothered Matt. Um, but then also Matt and I, I like, I don't talk to Matt like all like, you know, over text all the time or anything. Um, but I feel that I am friends with yeah. him. Like I feel that we're pretty good friends. Yeah. Um, and so that makes me think like, okay, well maybe, maybe this guy just needs to like fly down for an extended visit and just have a couple really good nights with these guys I, and just become friends yeah, with them. No, I think and then, yeah. I, that, I know you said that might be silly, but I think that actually might be a good idea. Like yeah, this idea of her having guy friends might sound scary, but then once you get to know them, like actually meet them and like hang right. out with them and like know them, then it's like, oh, okay. Like, unless they're all like super handsome and awesome and then maybe I'll make it worse. <laughs> but I feel like that's at least a good way to. I mean, if you can, if you, yeah, if you're able to make a, like a good friendship with them, then yeah, they're not these like anonymous dudes. They're that are, like, like oh, macking on your like, woman. They're just like, yeah. They're just dudes. This is John and <laughs> Kyle, and they're cool, and it's fine. Like, yeah, I think that could actually help. But it also feels kind of silly because it's like, I'm going to resolve my jealousy issue by <laughs> having an extended vacation in which I will become friends with these people. And then you'll become... This doesn't sound very practical. You'll become too good of friends, and then you'll fall in love with Kyle, oh, and no. then leave your girlfriend for her best friend. No, no, no. That sounds like um, a movie. Yes. I was gonna say a lifetime movie but it's definitely not a lifetime movie <laughs> my other idea is on the exact opposite end of the spectrum and it's like maybe instead of asking her to like hang out less with these people maybe just like ask her to not like what am i trying to say just like don't post a lot of social with them or mm -hmm. like just don't bring them up all the time well, like, I don't know. I think there's like an out of sight, out of mind thing where if you logically know that it's not an issue, but it still gives you like an emotional reaction. If you're just exposed yeah. to the trigger less then that could help. I don't know. That's probably bad advice. I think the, the problem is that in his letter, I think he said that like sometimes she won't answer her phone for a while because she is hanging out and like busy oh, doing yeah. stuff with these guys. And so when he's like, well, where were yeah. you? And she's like, I'm with jeff oh i see it's like oh well now i'm mad because you weren't talking to me because you were with jeff when like yeah so i, I, I see what you were she has every right to hang saying, out with jeff right yeah, but like it doesn't really work i don't think that works in this particular situation um it looks yeah. like he's basically telling him to and like yeah so what is dr nerd love's advice it looks like most of the advice is t you should probably actually go to a therapist or some sort of counselor oh, yeah. because they well, are more good. trained to like... We probably should have said that, yeah. <laughs> I know, but... Because it's grappling with just difficult emotions that you can't just like, you know, negotiate logically. Right. And I, I think that for some people, you can do the logic train of they were only together because this, that, the other. They're not trying to leave me out. She's not trying to cheat on me. If she was going right. to hook up with Kyle she would have done it years ago when she knew him but because it's like really taking over like this guy's mind space 
Like, yeah. it sounds like in a major way. I think it's gotten to the point where he's like, you need to go talk to someone who's a professional who can help you yeah. get out of that. I think in, like, the early stages or when it's, like, a friend, it's easier right. to logic your way out. So my advice if someone's feeling jealous is to just try to logic your way out of it <laughs> and then befriend the other person. <laughs> <laughs> or see a therapist. Or see a therapist. This one's from yesterday. The The name of it, the title, is Both Fiancé and Ring Have Disappeared from Man's Life. Ooh. Uh, five months ago, after eight years, my fiancé terminated our relationship. I still have very strong feelings for her, although she ghosted me and won't communicate with me. We agreed from the outset that should the relationship end, the ring, or value thereof would be returned to me. I have sent numerous emails and text messages and have received no response. Her explanation for her silence for 22 days, just before she broke up with me over the phone, was because I gave her an ultimatum. End quotes. She had selected the ring and told me repeatedly how much she loved it. Do you think she's still in love with me? End quotes. And that's why she refuses to return the ring? No. Was her plan all along to just get him to buy her a ring and then dip? Or like... I think it probably just got too real for her. I mean, they were together for eight years, right? Yeah. So that's a very long-lasting, you know, presumably committed relationship. Um, so the idea that right after he gets the ring, she disappears, it makes me think that suddenly it all became a little too real. And instead of, like, negotiating it, she just she disappeared. dropped out. Yeah. I cannot imagine having dated someone for that long and then just completely ghosting them ghosting them yeah that, that is, is a wild strange mindset to be coming from like hi we've had this very serious relationship and we were about to take this step and now i'm just never gonna talk to you again how about that yeah. and also i have your ring that's probably thousands and thousands of dollars yeah i had a just a friend ghost me after knowing him for two years and i still think about it like six years later so i can't imagine the type of impact that this would have no, on you as a person that's crazy but i do i'm i'm just imagining this woman like this was <laughs> this is what she does she has multiple very serious relationships and then once oh. she gets the ring she bails and so at home she just has like jewelry just all over <laughs> oh she's not even melting the rings down she's just collecting she's just rings. collecting them <laughs> Wow, that's a lot of effort. She's like a cat burglar. I don't know what to. I I legitimately don't know what to say to this. Like, no, she's not still in love with you. Whatever she does feel for you, it like you need to move past this one because it was this is not a good. No, scenario if someone's to be gonna in. do that, even if she's like, okay, now I'm ready. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't trust her. That's cr oh man, that's wild. Abby says that no. I think she's in love with your ring, which is why she refuses to return it. And like, you need to get a lawyer involved if she's not gonna, because they, yeah. I know like verbal agreements, I think they do have some sort of like merit in court. I don't know anything about yeah. the law. <laughs> How? Yeah, where this is not a. This is our lawyer podcast. podcast. Um, yeah. Bum, bum. We really know nothing about that. How much do you think this ring cost? I don't know. Rings can cost a lot of money. What's like the most expensive this wedding ring could possibly cost? Oh, I'm sure they could go up to like hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
Do you think it's that kind of scenario? No. I mean, I think the average ring does not cost that much. I couldn't even if begin you, to it, ballpark if it. If you though. were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on a ring, you probably wouldn't be asking Abby for advice, huh? Yeah. You'd probably already have your lawyer, your yeah. family's lawyer, like, yeah. locked and loaded. Um, my ring did not cost all that much because Matt and I decided that it was very silly to spend a ton of money on a ring when we could spend that on, like, a house or our yeah. lives. Um, yeah. Also, I like don't even wear it. I mean, I do on yeah. like occasions, but my day to day work life. So like for the past year, two years has just been me using my hands and carrying stuff and being dirty. Right. And I'm like, the last thing I need Very is to just like condition. smash this thing into something. But I've definitely heard of some people in my social circle getting rings that cost like 10 grand, which is Wow. wild to me that's a lot of money yeah i don't even uh, also blood diamonds but I, I, when are you supposed I, to figure out if it's a blood diamond or not like it's just yeah. like there's so much ethical like ish locked up in r diamond production nowadays that i don't want to deal with it <laughs> yeah just get one of those like don't they bake them now like you can just make them yeah there's like get one of those boys lab grown diamonds now yeah, they extract cells from the blood diamond and then <laughs> the blood they of just the blood multiply diamond. them on a, a, a tissue scaffold into a lab-grown diamond. Mm -hmm. It's much cheaper. Is that how they they uh, do fake meat? Yeah. Is fake meat like a legit thing now or is it still in like the early production? It is a legit thing now, but it is not at a phase where um, like mass production is viable. Okay. But we, it's making steady progress. Russia has a lot of money invested See, in it. See, that makes me concerned for some reason. Yeah. But the idea of fake meat really grossed me out for like the first minute that I heard about it. And then I started giving it some thought. No, nah, it's, it's like less gross than real meat if you think about it. I mean, it's more gross, it's cool. but it's better for no, it's, like I, I, <laughs> everything. I would very much argue that it is less gross because it has never like been in the body of an animal yeah. and animals are nasty yeah but it's like it just feels very sci-fi movie like it's gonna come to life and start attacking everybody <laughs> you can yeah i mean you can have your sci-fi feelings but i i would argue it is <laughs> as far as grossness goes it is less gross <laughs> i feel strongly about this so anyway yeah this guy i guess needs to lawyer up and get his ring back or he can hire you to figure out where she is now. That wouldn't really help him, though, right? Yeah, because someone still has to go and confront her about the whole ring situation. Yeah. Well, and that's interesting, too. He doesn't say anything about, like, trying to go to her house and talk to her or... <laughs> trying to go to her house. house. singing episode. Well, he says, I've sent numerous emails and text messages and have received no response. So yeah. are they a long distance relationship or is he just non-confrontational? Like that is interesting that it's like, hi, I spent all this money on this ring and I need it back, but I'm not going to like come to your house to talk to you. Um, yeah. Which I mean, she could still not answer the door, but at least that's, I don't know. That's just like an interesting thing I just noticed. Yeah, it adds a whole other dynamic if it's been like a remote, like a long distance relationship for a long time and then suddenly she gets this ring and disappears it's like well maybe this has actually been going <gasps> on like maybe she's been distanced from you for 
much longer. Maybe she does have a lot of relationships and she's collecting jewelry. <laughs> that would be easier to do maybe online. So. The Queen of Rings. But yeah, if it was like a long distance thing, maybe you're right. That that could kind of contribute to the the Yeah. I'm I think I think the biggest point that he should take from this is um like a $10,000 ring still isn't worth terminating a eight-year relationship unless you are already done with that relationship. Um, so like he shouldn't be asking questions like, does she maybe still love me or anything like that? Because no, no, she doesn't. No, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, no. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you know? Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't go someone like that if you still loved them. Uh, so thank y'all for listening. I think this has been our episode. No, I know. I know this has been an episode. <laughs> um, uh, thank you to Matt for our theme song, Forever Nameless. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Matt. If you want to follow us on social, we are Together Alone Pod on, on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. And we are... It's Together Alone Pod together on Twitter. Together Alone Pod on Twitter. Because... There's character limits for your name on Twitter for some reason. I guess I don't even use they Twitter. They put character I can't limits on things. everything. So I guess also your name. Um, if you want to send us an email, it's togetheralonepod at gmail.com. You should send us an email if you have ideas on dude, baby, guys, nicknames. Dude, baby, guys. Dude, baby, guys. You, know. you should send us an email if you have topics you want us to d- discuss. You should send us an email if you need advice in your own love life. We love giving advice. We love it. We live for it. We're here for We're it. We're really good uh, at it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, feel free to text if you don't want to email. And if you're more of a spoken word type person, just get on our podcast with us. We would love to have more guests featured in the near future. Yes. And thanks for listening. And thank you for listening. Thank you so much. We would not be here without you. I might. Not in a not in a monetary way, but just like not in like a we like the attention philosophical way. <laughs> well, in a spiritual way. <laughs> if everyone listening stopped believing in us right now, we would we disappear. Would disappear. <laughs> yes, a, it's sort of a Tinkerbell kind of way. I do believe in Olivia and Henry. <laughs> I do. I, I do. do. I really do. Please utter that over and over again as you listen to us <laughs> close out this episode. <laughs> Um, All right. So this has been Together Alone. Tell your grandma she should see a therapist. (laughs) Bye. Bye.